the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. The way to remain fruitful in life, no matter what may come, no matter what may happen to you, is by getting rooted deeply in the spring of living water, Jesus Christ. That's the way. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7 says, Let your roots grow down into Him, into Jesus Christ. And you'll be fruitful in every season and every situation that life may throw at you. Do you ever feel like a failure? Life can be so difficult and unpredictable, and we don't have control of our circumstances, just our reactions. Pastor Dan reminds us today how important it is to be rooted in Jesus. If you trust God to take care of you no matter what, your anxiety and fear no longer have a home in you. Dig deep into God's Word and spend intimate time with Him. The more you grow in Him, the more you're bound to trust Him. And when He's on your side, what can possibly intimidate you? Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 49 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. We're going to be back in the book of Genesis chapter 49, beginning in verse 22. That's where we left off. It says, Joseph is a fruitful bough, a fruitful bough by a well. His branches run over the wall. The archers have bitterly grieved him, shot at him and hated him. But his bow remained in strength and the arms of his hands were made strong By the hands of the mighty God of Jacob, from there, from Jacob, is the shepherd, the stone of Israel. By the God of your father, who will help you, and by the Almighty, who will bless you with blessings of heaven above, blessings of the deep that lie beneath, blessings of the breasts and of the womb, the blessings of your father have excelled the blessings of my ancestors up to the utmost bound of the everlasting hills. They shall be on the head of Joseph and on the crown of the head of him who was separate from his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he shall devour the prey and at night he shall divide the spoil. All these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what their father spoke to them. And he blessed them and he blessed each one according to his own blessing. So Jacob here is at the end of his life. He's on his deathbed. And at the end of his life, Jacob gives a series of prophecies to each of his 12 sons and their descendants, the 12 tribes of Israel. 
Uh, we've looked in depth at the prophecies to, to each son and then traced out how they were fulfilled later in Israel's history, looking at their fulfillment in the scriptures. Uh, and today we come to the final two prophecies of Jacob to his sons, Joseph and Benjamin. Remember, the land, the territory of, that goes to Joseph actually goes to his sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. Manasseh received land territory on both sides of the Jordan River. And then you have Ephraim right there in the heart of the country. Uh, and then also the tribe of Benjamin, just under Ephraim. Uh, verses 22 to 26 are Jacob's final words to his son, Joseph. Jacob says more to Joseph than the other sons. And Joseph, remember, was given the birthright instead of Reuben. And Joseph uh, saved his family from the famine. Uh, so Jacob has more to say to, to Joseph than the other sons. And what, what Jacob says to his son Joseph here in these verses is, is both historical and prophetic. It's historical because it describes Joseph's life and experience. And it's prophetic because it describes the future blessings that will be bestowed upon the descendants of Joseph, Manasseh and Ephraim. Look at verse 22. Verse 22 says, Joseph is a fruitful bough or a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine by a well. Joseph's life was marked by fruitfulness. Now, I want you to think about Joseph's life as we've studied in the book of Genesis and the suffering that Joseph experienced. He was hated and betrayed by his brothers. He was sold into slavery in Egypt by his brothers. As a slave in Egypt, he was tempted by Potiphar's wife. And when he didn't give in to the temptation, he was falsely accused by Potiphar's wife and then cast into an Egyptian prison. In prison, he was forgotten by the butler, left there. And in spite of all the affliction and wrong Joseph suffered, he didn't become bitter at life. He didn't become angry. He didn't seek vengeance on his brothers for ruining his life. Instead, Joseph's life was fruitful. If you were to sum up Joseph's life in a word, fruitful. In spite of everything that happened to him. Remember, Joseph named his son Ephraim, which means fruitful. And Joseph said he named his son Ephraim because he said, God has made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Joseph's life was fruitful and, and Joseph could see that God had made his life fruitful in spite of all of his afflictions. And so what was the source of Joseph's fruitfulness? What was the source of Joseph's fruitfulness? Well, we're told in verse 22, Joseph was a fruitful vine by a well. He was a fruitful vine by a well. Now that word well there, it means a spring. Your translation might even say a, a spring, like a spring of water coming out of the earth. Joseph was a fruitful vine by a spring. 
What was the source of Joseph's fruitfulness? Why was he not bitter about his life? Why was he not resentful because of everything that happened to him? Well, because he was a fruitful vine by a spring. That's why. Now, the imagery that Jacob uses here in this prophecy about Joseph, describing Joseph's life, it's wonderful imagery, and it's very familiar imagery to those living in Israel. Uh, the, The deserts of Israel... Uh, just like any desert, I suppose. The deserts of Israel are very barren. They're very harsh places. They're difficult. And in the desert in Israel, you find trees and shrubs and vines growing along the edge of springs. Next to water, a water source. They grow next to a spring so that the roots can receive water and nourishment from the spring. A few feet away from the spring, nothing's living, nothing's growing. You get just a few yards away from the spring and there's no, there's no life. All of the life is next to the spring. The spring gives the trees life. The spring is what makes them fruitful. The spring sustains them. And this is the imagery used for Joseph. That's Joseph's life. And often life for us can be harsh. Life for us can be difficult. Life can be brutal. Life can be like a desert. And I want you to understand and I want you to see here that this was the key to Joseph's fruitfulness. This was the key to Joseph's fruitfulness in spite of the harsh desert-like conditions of his life. He was like a fruitful vine by a spring. Planted by a spring, in spite of the conditions all around him, as harsh as they were, he was a fruitful vine by a spring. Why did he bear fruit? Because he was by a spring. What do you mean? Well, turn with me over to Jeremiah chapter 17. Look at verse 7. Blessed is the man. The word blessed in your Bible, it means happy. Blessed is the man, or happy is the man, who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor will he cease from yielding fruit. That's a description of Joseph. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord, who have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted by the waters with their roots reaching down deep into the water. And such trees are not bothered by the heat. They're not anxious about the year of drought. They're not wiped out by trials. And afflictions that come, they stay green and full of life and never stop producing fruit. Even in the heat, even in the drought, they continue to be fruitful. That was Joseph's secret. All of the horrible stuff that happened to Joseph. All of the ways that he was wronged. And yet his life was fruitful. Why? Well, because it says... He put his trust in the Lord. His hope 
His confidence was in the Lord. Listen, the way to remain fruitful in life, no matter what may come, no matter what may happen to you, is by getting rooted deeply in the spring of living water, Jesus Christ. That's the way. Colossians chapter 2 verse 7 says, Let your roots grow down into him, into Jesus Christ. And you'll be fruitful in every season and every situation that life may throw at you. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com or through our church app or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now let's finish today's message. The living water that comes from Jesus gives you life. It gives you fruitfulness for God. In John chapter 7, Jesus said, Let anyone who thirsts come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture has said, listen to what Jesus says. He uses the same imagery. Rivers of living water will flow from within them. Speaking of the ministry of the Holy Spirit, we're told in John chapter 7. Rivers of living water, life-giving water, life-sustaining water. The rivers of, of living water, the spring of living water will flow from within you when you're rooted in Christ. How do you get rooted deeply in Jesus Christ? Primarily, listen, primarily through reading the word of God and spending time in the Bible. That's how you get rooted in Christ. Psalm 1 is probably familiar to you. It uses the same imagery that is used in Genesis 49, that's used in Jeremiah 17. Psalm 1 says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Same imagery. The person who delights in the word, the person who meditates in the word day and night becomes rooted in Christ. And that person is like a tree planted by the waters in the midst of a desert. And that person who is rooted in Christ through the word of God, that person will yield fruit in its season. They'll prosper in everything that they do. How do you get rooted in Christ? You spend time in the word. Also, you get rooted in Christ by spending time with Jesus in prayer. Just secret prayer. Spending time with the Lord will get you rooted. And fellowshipping with like-minded believers who are also serious about getting deeply rooted in Christ. That will encourage you to get deeply rooted in Christ. Aren't you you grateful for 
fellow believers, like-minded believers who are also seeking to get deeply rooted in Jesus Christ so that they can prosper and be fruitful for God. And listen, if you are rooted in Christ, the fountain of living water, the promise is your life will be fruitful. And if you're not rooted in Christ, you won't be fruitful. If you're not rooted in Christ, when the heat is on and the drought comes in life, it's going to wipe you out. But if you are rooted in Christ, the fountain of living water, your life will be fruitful, just like Joseph's life was fruitful. You turn back to Genesis 49 with me. Look at verse 22 again. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine by a well. Look what it says. His branches run over the wall. Have you ever seen a, a, a fruitful tree, a fruit tree in someone's yard that has branches that go over the wall or hang over the fence, right? And so you, uh, you are free to take some fruit uh, because it's not on their, it's hanging over the fence. It's not on their property. It's out here on the sidewalk kind of thing. And I, you know, last night I asked my kids if they remember a time when we did this. And uh, one of my sons said, yeah, there was that time that we stole apples from someone's yard when we were in Maine. And my other son said, and there was that time when we were in Israel and we stole all those berries. Right? I thought we were making memories. Uh, they thought we were stealing things. I wouldn't have called it stealing. I don't think a judge would have called it stealing. But the point here is Joseph was a fruitful vine and his branches ran over the wall. What does that mean? It means... Others were able to enjoy Joseph's godly fruit. Others benefited from Joseph's fruitfulness. Not just Joseph. For example, Egypt benefited from Joseph's God-given ability to interpret Pharaoh's dream. And Egypt benefited from Joseph's God-given wisdom in preparing for the years of famine. Joseph's entire family benefited from Joseph's wisdom and leadership that saved his family. Listen, Joseph's brothers benefited from the fruit of forgiveness in Joseph's life. Joseph forgave his brothers for selling him into slavery instead of taking vengeance on them. Joseph's branches ran over the wall. Other people were blessed by the fruit of Joseph's relationship with God. And listen, for you and me, getting rooted in Jesus Christ will cause you to be fruitful for God and your fruitfulness will extend to others. It will extend to your family and to your friends and your neighbors, your co-workers. They also will enjoy the fruit of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Galatians chapter 5 says the fruit of the Spirit is love which is then described as joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Others around you benefit from the fruit of the Spirit in your life. They benefit from your love, from your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your faithfulness, your gentleness, your self-control. They benefit from that fruit in your life. That you have the joy of the Lord. That you have long suffering from the Holy Spirit. 
that you have gentleness, that you have self-control. They, they glean from the godly fruit in your life. It's not just for you, but for those around you to enjoy. Verse 23 goes on to say, The archers have bitterly grieved Joseph and shot at him and hated him. Joseph's brothers shot at him with arrows of envy and hatred, selling Joseph into slavery. Potiphar's wife shot arrows of sexual temptation at Joseph and then arrows of false accusations. The butler shot arrows of false promises and false hope, promising to speak to Pharaoh on Joseph's behalf and then forgetting Joseph and leaving him to rot in prison even longer. But Joseph, look what it says, Joseph's bow remained in strength, or Joseph's bow remained steady, meaning, listen, Joseph didn't fire back when he was fired at. He didn't fire back when he was fired at. He didn't retaliate. When people were launching arrows at him, his brothers, Potiphar's wife, Joseph didn't start firing arrows back. He didn't start defending himself or shooting at them in response. I don't know about you, but I suspect you're like me. And when someone starts firing at us, our natural tendency is to want to fire back and, and defend ourselves. If somebody does something against us, we want to do something in, in response and, re, and retaliate. But the fruit of the Spirit is self-control. The Holy Spirit now. The ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives gives us self-control. Now look what it says in verse 24. Verse 24 speaks to that. But his bow remained steady. He didn't fire back. Why not? And the arms of his hands were made strong by the hands of the mighty God of Jacob. From there is the shepherd and the stone of Israel. The, the mighty God of Jacob strengthened Joseph's hands. And the idea here is that the mighty God of Jacob figuratively put his hands on the hands of Joseph, preventing him from firing back. Even when his brothers came down to Egypt seeking food, and Joseph was the second in power in Egypt, and Joseph had the power to take vengeance why didn't he? The Lord prevented him. The Lord put his hand on Joseph's hand. Don't do it. Don't fire back. Aren't you grateful for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life? I know I'm grateful for the ministry of the Holy Spirit in my life for many reasons, but for one reason is because the Holy Spirit quite often intervenes and says, don't do that. Don't say that. I know you want to say that, but don't say that. I know you want to respond to that email that way, but hold your fire. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just kind of put his hand on your shoulder, put his hand on your hand. Just put down the bow. Just set down the bow, set down the arrows. Let's just, let's go for a walk, okay? And we need that. We need the Holy Spirit to give us that self-control. Joseph had self-control from the Holy Spirit. It wasn't something from within. It was the Lord God working in his life. And, you know, Joseph is a picture or a type of Jesus Christ in the Bible. And the Bible tells us that Jesus was despised and rejected and he was mocked and ridiculed and betrayed. But Jesus didn't retaliate. 
he didn't retaliate against those who were against him. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 23, it says of Jesus, who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. And when he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.